0: i'm stephanie and i'm igby and we are the cheese make queens nope nope didn't work
1: one day <laughs> we're gonna be together in the same room and we're recording that damn intro <laughs> so we never have to do this ever again never speak know. of it ever again
0: i kind of want to do it just to see if we can
1: ever do sync up one
0: One time.
1: We did once. Kind of. It matched, if you ask me. (laughs) And I didn't even edit it or anything.
0: (laughs) No, that makes it sound like you did.
1: (laughs) I did not. That would be too much trouble. Editing is already a pain in the ass enough. I don't need to give myself special challenges.
0: (laughs) Well, welcome back. We are recapping Married at First Sight Season 13, Episode 18 y'all reunion part one
1: no fun title this week
0: that's the title of reunion part one
1: yes i know (laughs) they could have called it like the ponderosa showdown (laughs) at saddle ranch i don't know some dumb shit but oh you know
0: what yeah they (laughs) did stop with the texas stuff a while back i was surprised because they were on a roll for a hot second they gave up they sure did they'll do some annoying stuff for boston i know that
1: Dun, 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 dun,
0: dun. <laughs> I
1: like that one.
0: <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Okay, but uh before we get started, Igby, hit me with some cheese smith.
1: Well, we're at the end of the road here, so it's been an extremely slow news week. All anybody's really talking about is their kind of reactions to this episode. But we did get a Little Cheese May yesterday. hmm Jamie Otis from uh Unfiltered and of season one. It looks like she will be unfiltered no more. (laughs) She put up an Instagram story saying that she is no longer going to be hosting the show. Uh, Apparently, it was super short notice because I believe the day before she was, or a couple days before, she was saying she was going to be traveling really soon to go shoot. And then the next day, not so much. (laughs) Um, There hasn't really been any reason from her or from production, from the network or from, what is it? kinetic connect
0: kinetic contact tent
1: whatever those guys <laughs> the kinetic
0: connect Kine- we'll call them kinetic kids no contacts kinetic contact today <laughs> never mind
1: i wish you, unfiltered to me is stupid i like they can just not have it
0: I, I don't know. I mean, we do learn a little bit here and there. It is dumb that they're doing it way after the fact and then pretending that it just happened. That's really stupid. Yeah. If they would just be real about it, I think it'd be a lot more endearing. But yeah, she's she's super annoying. I feel like I pulled a Darcy and manifested it, you know? So I'm very... Um, I don't know. I feel powerful. right at
1: the moment. It's You and everybody. Nobody <laughs> likes her. That's everyone's Everyone's complaint oh, okay. is that they don't Damn. like her as the host. So. It
0: was a mass manifestation.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: We put it out there and it happened.
1: Yep. Oh, the man. Said, oh, okay.
0: All right. So what are your bets that Gil is the new
1: host? He's the front runner. That's everybody's favorite from what I've seen online. I've seen different polls and things like that. And he's definitely the majority leader.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. And I feel like he he was he he was thinking ahead this whole time and taking that role throughout the whole season, controlling all of the conversation the whole time. He's good at it. I'm not knocking him. uh, But I feel like that's a big part of why he wanted to be on the show.
1: And a lot of people have been saying, too, with you know how they've been having those little like one off specials, like the one they had this week where it was like top moments or whatever. I hadn't been watching that shit. Like. Last week they had one where it was um, them going over decision day Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: it's been, they've been having on different couples and different people from different seasons. So people are like, Mm -hmm. okay, are they trying to test the waters to see who does well Mm -hmm. in that regard? So that's been a theory that's out there.
0: That's a good theory. I mean, I saw, so I did, when, when, when the episode ended, that came on Mm Mm-hmm. And some guy with like a goatee looking thing started controlling the conversation. And I was like, oh, this guy's terrible. I'm changing the channel. <laughs> so I don't know who that guy is, but.
1: Yeah, I heard the one that was on after this, the reunion with um, Brianna and Beth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard they didn't do the best job either. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if Mr. Gill can get it together. Pos- yeah, I think
0: it's a big possibility. Um, he needs a win. <laughs> hmm. after this episode he needs a win <laughs> so we'll see <laughs> all right well if that's all the cheese chismet I don't have any cheese chismet that was the same cheese chismet I had um let's just dig in how about uh let's just start where they started Rachel and Jose Jose Jose
1: all right so okay I thought did you think the format was weird like why is Kevin still in another room
0: yeah, they they blame COVID, but, I uh, you know, if they're following CDC guidelines, if they're all vaccinated and sitting apart, shouldn't that be fine?
1: Well, they're not even doing that. All of them are sitting right next to each other in another room <laughs> and he's true. just by himself yeah. and they've been meeting with the experts like nothing.
0: Yeah, that's true, too. I don't know. I thought it was strange, too, but I was just, you know, chalking it up to maybe he's hyper vigilant An anti-vaxxer health maybe so yeah maybe so <laughs> he just doesn't want to put it out there Ooh. but I will say this I think he I think he did a good job asking the right questions and I know you always tell me they tell him the questions to ask yeah but I feel like he also adds another element of calling people out on their shit yeah you it's know, his delivery too yeah well no even like at one point he told Zach to grow some balls and and tell Michaela what the truth and I was like oh dang (laughs) so
1: he's tired just like we're tired
0: exactly I think I think um the fact that he is a host yes that is his background but he's also a super fan it seems that kind of adds a different element to it right Right. so I think he did a great job
1: well oh also Hmm. the look what did you think
0: Oh, okay. I think Rachel is always looks stunning. I love that green on her.
1: The dress was cute. Hated the hair.
0: The hair was a little, what's her name? Ariana Nachos Grande.
1: Nachos <laughs> Sleeves.
0: Yeah, the hair was a little uh, much, but I think she could, you know, she still looked good. I think she pulled it off fine.
1: Jose with his big old country Ferragamo belt buckle again. What was with the socks that did not match anything? <laughs>
0: I didn't pay attention to jose the less i look at jose the better
1: <laughs> amen and the set someone on reddit said it looks like a home goods like threw up all over the set there was so much shit everywhere
0: yeah <laughs> and they're like wow they really spent a good penny on the fake uh cardboard brick on the back <laughs> i was like i saw that one yeah
1: i don't know who was in charge of that but um i don't
0: know they didn't
1: He took some interesting choices.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not like they didn't know this was coming either. Like, we had time to plan. (laughs) You know there's going to be reunion. Come on.
1: Nonetheless, we started with, like you said, Rachel and Jose. They come in. Kevin's asking them how they're doing. They both say they're fine. Um, He goes on to say that there was a lot of chemistry between the both of them. Off the jump, it felt like a perfect connection. Then they show a video montage of all the sweet moments during the wedding. Aw, oh, look how cute. Remember? You remember? Mm,
0: I'm trying to forget.
1: <laughs> uh, Kevin asks if the experts made the right choice and matched them perfectly. They both say yes. Then Jose, of course, takes the lead and says he'll talk first.
0: Mm-hmm. He's the man. He's the man, Igby. He gets to talk first.
1: Whatever. <laughs> okay. He says that he had a laundry list of requirements, and then, of course, they show a clip from the matchmaking special where he's listing off 101 things that he wants in a partner. Uh, Both of them are laughing as they watch this. Uh, Jose explains that when he agreed to be married at first sight, he wanted to make sure he got everything he asked for, and he did to a T. The experts hit the nail on the head with Rachel. At this point, Kevin asks Rachel about her experience, and she says the same thing. Everything she asked for is what she got. And again, they cut to a clip for walking down the aisle. And she says it was a huge relief for her. She thought, oh, my God, it worked. The Experts did it. (laughs) She was immediately attracted to him. Mm. She feels lucky because she got the looks and the personality. Bitch, where?
0: (laughs) No, but also remember in that episode, she's like, looks aren't that important to me.
1: Right. Uh, Kevin says that they hit the big speed bump after the honeymoon. And that's when Rachel called Jose Johnny. How dare she call him by his man's name? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's ultimately uh, what led her to let him to lock her out of the house. And then, of course, again, they show us a clip of him going crazy in the kitchen with the producer And then locking her out. So Kevin gives him a chance to tell his side of the story. Again, Jose says, it was just an oops moment, unfortunately. I just made a little mistake. Oopsie poopsie. Yeah, I just kind of blew it out of proportion. It shouldn't have been as drastic or as major as I was making it out. So this is when Kevin calls him out and says, no, real talk. You knew you were locking (laughs) her out, right? And Jose's like, well, that wasn't my intention. Kevin's like, nah. He holds Jose's feet to the fire and is like, Mm you knew you were locking her out and the camera shows Rachel's face and she's looking at him like, are you going to lie right now or (laughs) not? So finally, after all this time, Jose admits, okay, well, technically in black and white, let's say yes. Okay. (laughs) And then Kevin goes on to be like, okay, well, what was the, what was the reason? Were you trying to like teach her a lesson and you know, Jose says, no, 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 no. Again, that wasn't, it wasn't my intent. It was already 1230 in the morning and she had already indicated that she wasn't going to sleep in the apartment. So he went ahead and did his nightly routine, which includes securing his property, okay? And he went to bed. <laughs> then that's when Kevin tries to get a little more clarification. And Jose said that they hadn't had any resolution as far as the fight went. And again, that it was already after twelve 30. And she wasn't back at the apartment. So he figured his wife was going to sleep somewhere else for the night. Because if she was going to stay there, she should have been back by now. Kevin, again, is not going for it. He tells Jose, you know, it's okay to admit that you're a foul human being and that you did this on purpose. (laughs) Jose, still trying to resist it. He says, no, no, no. That wasn't my intent, Kevin. I know I did it, but my intentions were that she was just out being a hoe. So I was justified. Then finally he's like, all right. uh, He finally admits it was wrong for him to do. And then he's very, very apologetic and very remorseful about it. So he finally owns it. Kevin says, okay, that's all you had to say. Cause I know in your mind you were thinking, yeah, you need to stay out there. Keep your ass out there. (laughs) You gonna learn today. And Jose says, yeah, that might've been on the back of my mind.
0: Oh my God. So disgusting.
1: So Kevin asks if he wants to say something to Rachel now, uh, now that they've, you know, gone over the whole incident and he's finally admitted that, yes, this was on purpose, as she said. And he tells Rachel that he's very apologetic for everything that happened and that, you know, he's sorry for that moment. in particularly during this apology, he doesn't even look at her. So it's total bullshit. Mm-hmm. Kevin then asks Rachel what she thinks looking back at the moment. And she says she, she tries to see both sides and tries to be fair. She thinks it was definitely intentional and she understands that Jose never really expected her not to have a place to sleep, truly. He assumed that one of the other girls...
0: Yeah, I do think that. I do think he thought he was, she was just going to figure it out soon. I don't think he thought she literally had nowhere to go.
1: But in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, she went out of here with nothing.
0: That's true, too.
1: Like, yeah. what did you think she was going to do?
0: Yeah, I really think he. She. he thought she was just going to go sit in the lounge or knock on these girls doors and one of the girls are gonna let her in but um i don't think he thought oh she's gonna go to her ex-boyfriend's house (laughs) that blew up in his face they didn't bring that up at all Mm -mm. i thought that was very interesting Uh,
1: yeah she says that as far as the whole lockout situation things got really scary for her because she didn't have a place to stay she was totally locked out, so so she thought maybe she'd at one point have to sit in the hallway and wait for him to unlock the door in the morning when he goes to work, which is super sad. Super. So then they transition into the day after um, when Rachel comes over and they try to discuss the situation, but Jose is too preoccupied with his surf and turf dinner to care what she's talking about. They show the clip, they might- and again... They have the picture in the picture window showing them watch the clip and they're both making some, this is uncomfortable (laughs) type faces. Uh, Again, Kevin calls out Jose's behavior and says that he's a fan of the show like we are and that that conversation made him sit up in his seat and be like, hell no. How is he talking to her like that? Yep. So he asked Jose how he feels about being himself.
0: How does he feel about watching himself after the day after lockout?
1: He said, you know, he was clearly upset and he was ready to check out um, and was being passive aggressive, obviously. Rachel says she remembers it like it was yesterday because the moment for her in her head signaled that this was over, they need to go their separate ways because he doesn't care about her. So why should she be married to someone like that? She thought she'd been fooled again. There was somebody who treats her like a goddess, but actually doesn't care. At this point, Kevin gives Jose props. coming around on the issue and admitting his wrongs in the fight kevin thinks their argument helped them make tough decisions and helped them have deeper discussions and that made their marriage stronger in turn he asked them if they feel the same way rachel says absolutely because after that fight she felt more confident in expressing her thoughts she didn't want anything to linger jose says that they needed those obstacles to let them know what marriage actually embodies it's not all puppies and rainbows sometimes it's hard kevin says he loves the way that they've worked together communicated and how they came back together for decision day Uh, kevin says that ultimately on decision day they both decided to say stay married which is great and he asks if they're still together now and rachel gives us a well (laughs) we broke up kevin is shook he is and he asks them well okay well where are you at today And they both kind of look at each other like, "Mm."
0: where are we? Like they have not even discussed it.
1: (laughs) But Jose eventually says that they're trying to work on things right now. He said once the cameras went down, they got complacent to a certain point. So they took a month long break. Jose says it's getting better day by day. Rachel says they needed to do a reset because they both got so comfortable in the neutral apartment and with production. When that went away, they got too comfortable. Kevin asked if there was a specific moment or fight or something that caused the breakup. Rachel says it was the whole moving in process that caused arguments, which she said when she visited his home, she already knew Mm -hmm. it was going to be her moving into Jose's house, not them making Jose's home.
0: Yep. She called it a long time ago.
1: Yep. And even when he visited her apartment, the way the things that he complained about, Are the things that he complained about when she moved into his place. She she thought she had too much useless stuff, basically. So yeah, she says they had a lot of arguments surrounding moving in. She felt like Jose kept telling her she was bringing too much stuff into his house instead of making it feel like a home together. She didn't feel comfortable with that being how her marriage went. So she decided to leave. They're technically married, but they're not living together anymore. She had to go back to her mama house. Yeah. Like, damn. So she says that when she moved out, she thought that was the end of it. But Jose says for him, he thought it was, he thought it was going to be the end, but he still wanted to try to do everything he could to stay married. Uh, Rachel says that they are trying to make their marriage better. She says that Jose really did try to put in effort. And once she was kind of, once she was kind of done with the whole thing, so he, I guess, never gave up hope and eventually conned her back in
0: (laughs) wore her down
1: (laughs) she says at first it started with him trying to take her out on dates and now they talk on the phone every night for hours like middle schoolers (laughs) they're getting to know each other even more which is something they didn't have because they didn't date before getting married jose says he wants a home with her just not with her stuff (laughs) Haha, <laughs> just kidding, but for real. <laughs> He's not kidding.
0: <laughs> he wants his house to look like a catalog. It doesn't. <laughs> it's like an old lady
1: catalog. I don't know. Then this is when Kevin brings up summer Rachel, mm. which I thought was the problem from the jump. Because <laughs> when did we say decision day was? Like April, right? Yeah,
0: because they filmed this in August, right? Reunion was in August.
1: Uh, yes, the end of August.
0: Yeah, so, so yeah, Summer does Rachel
1: it... was in full effect. Exactly, they got married, or stayed married at the end of April. By the mm-hmm. time school ended, by end of May, nah, time for a break. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: she was already done with his shit.
1: Yep, but she says that Summer Rachel didn't help because she knows she wanted to go ham. But she didn't want it to just be Summer Rachel, she wanted it to be Summer rose <laughs> Uh, Kevin says so does Jose need to stop being so cheap and come off some money for some trips or what and Jose says that that's not the case at all when he goes on a trip he wants to go five star he wants to stay at the four seasons not the best western so for him (laughs) since he has such high standards a trip in turn will be pricey so yeah if they go to Las Vegas Jose is not going to want to stay at Circus Circus He wants to stay at the Bellagio.
0: (laughs) Hold up. No one wants to stay at Circus
1: Circus. Girl, it's only $19 a night. We just (laughs) need somewhere to put our suitcase (laughs) real quick.
0: One of our friends stayed at Circus Circus. We walked down there. We went all the way down there to go pick them up and walk all the way back. And you walk in there. There is uh, kids running around. There is uh, people walking their chihuahuas in the lobby.
1: It's home of the $1 hot dog.
0: There is a distinct smell in Circus Circus. (laughs) Hmm. I don't blame him on that one, but I can't afford Bellagio.
1: (laughs) Well, that's where Jose's going to be at.
0: I guess so. Well, then take her.
1: (laughs) Rachel says that now she sees that, you know, but she says when she travels, she does that on a budget. But when Jose travels, he wants to have an extravagant experience. Again, here's where they differ. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. I was going to say, there's lots of room for compromise there. Like, I hope Pete sees that and doesn't act a fool.
1: Right. Well, that's what Kevin asks him. And he says, yeah, they have a couple of trips on deck already. Oh. So, you know, that's when Kevin calls him travel daddy. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, he sure did.
0: <laughs> that was funny.
1: Then they show a never before seen clip of Rachel talking to her friend about what Jose does for a living. <laughs> and basically,
0: <This>
1: <laughs> Rachel has no idea what he does because yeah. she's asked him. And then he gives some (laughs) long-winded answer and keeps talking and talking and talking. And that loses her. So she has no idea what he's been talking about. All she knows is that he doesn't go into space, but he works for NASA. (laughs) (laughs) So Kevin puts her on the spot and says, all right, it's been a few months. What does Jose do? (laughs) And she says he's a mission flight specialist. And she says that, The spacesuits have different parts and he has to make sure the right pieces go in the right place. He gives presentations on the parts. He has to calculate different usages for particular parts and make sure things are right for the right person on the mission. And Jose says, pretty much that's correct. He gives her a gold star.
0: (laughs) She gives herself a gold star. She says, gold star. (laughs) And I love how they were playing like the old timey game show music in the background.
1: (laughs) Trolling her. So Kevin says that around decision day, Rachel said she couldn't have been matched with anyone better. Then they show clips of her just gushing over Jose. Kevin asks how she feels now, and she says she feels the same way. Even though they're broken up, she's telling herself to think about her dream man. What does he look like? What does he have? And at the end of the day, she's describing Jose. I don't see it. (laughs) I don't understand, but... He says, you know, he wants to work on things. He wants to get her back. She needs to give it a real shot in order for it to work. But Jose says he loves her. They have agreed that they're moving on a path forward and hopefully they get through their issues. But they're going to have, you know, in part two, a sit down with the experts. So maybe a little therapy can grease those wheels and get them turning a little faster. We'll so see. we'll see what the good doctors have to say. And Pastor Cal.
0: Thoughts on that? Do you think they're together now or they're part? I know last Cheesmith session we had, there was a rumor that they had broken up in October and that's why they were not at the Astros games together.
1: Hmm. So you think it just couldn't get back together? They just finally Mm -hmm. called it quits quits?
0: I think so. I think Jose is so stuck in his ways. It's going to take a long time for him to change. And she seems... She seems, uh, uh, you know, ready to compromise, but she's not going to compromise every, which I yeah. think is good.
1: Yeah, and I think she's getting tired. She's tired of Jose. Like
0: he's exhausting. Yeah, he is exhausting.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't see them being back together. Mm-hmm. Oh well, RIP. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of other people who are not together, Where's Ryan and Brett. <laughs> Ryan and Brett are next. Um, Kevin says, no one is surprised that they both said no. <laughs> Wait. Are you first... still <laughs> Go ahead. Oh the looks, the looks. Oh, I hated the look. I hated. So I think the green looks great against her skin, but she did not test out that outfit when she sat down because her boobs
1: they, they might look the
0: it was like <laughs> floppy and sloppy coming out to play. And it just, it didn't look cute. It didn't look cute. It might have looked, I could, I don't remember how it looked when she was standing up, but when she was sitting down, it was not cute at all. I'm glad she dyed her hair. Finally. Finally. Ryan looked fine. Oh, I didn't pay attention to Ryan.
1: <laughs> I thought it was interesting to, like, she was giving very much Christmas. <laughs>
0: yeah. Christmas vibes. Yeah. Um, Ryan's eyes look better. Did someone tell him he needed moisturizer?
1: Mm-hmm, maybe he heard
0: maybe so good good um sister ryan sister ryan's eyebrows were a lot
1: it's because her hair is like a weird lighter yeah gray
0: blonde yeah it's like gray blonde i don't even remember her outfit
1: it was like a pink hilo dress
0: was it? I don't, I don't know the whole time i was staring at her eyebrows well, well i'm
1: not going to talk about anybody's eyebrows because mine have not been done in two years
0: same <laughs> so. same i'm
1: gonna shut up <laughs> what's that saying definitely look a hot mess
0: don't let anybody talk about your life when they have bad (laughs) eyebrows all right i'll shut up too i I, I had all the intentions of getting them done today and
1: today see me in 2019 that was the last time somebody touched these (laughs) (laughs) puppies
0: oh man all right so kevin asks, are you still together Are, are you still not together and they say no they're not not together He asks if they keep in touch. And Ryan says they talk very seldomly. They don't have any issues with each other. Um, They don't mind being around each other. There's no bad blood. But, you know, they're just both very busy. Kevin said that, um, you know, in the first week, it was really good. Ryan seemed smitten. And he was asking him, you know, was that all smoke and mirrors or what's the deal? Ryan said it, it was not real life yet. They were on vacation. They were enjoying it. They didn't talk about anything super serious. Their issues came much later. Kevin asked if it bothered Brett that people kept saying that she wasn't Ryan's type. Um, She said it wasn't fun to hear, you know, as many times as people said it. um, It didn't really bother her, though. It didn't change um, or affect her whatsoever, even though people were saying it over and over and over again.
1: Could you imagine at your wedding (laughs) all people (laughs) can talk about is how your husband's gonna probably not like you (laughs) You
0: know, at your wedding at your breakfast after the wedding every time you see him afterwards I'd get tired of it you're like I'm just not gonna talk to your friends or family for a bit um Kevin asked how she felt because Ryan was keeping things from her he was not being open and I and he was kind of trying to protect her feelings by keeping his feelings from her Uh, Brett said she understood, but she'd rather him say it like it is and like a bandaid, rip it off and just say what you got to say. Just do it. Mm -hmm. Kevin asked, do you regret that to Ryan? And he says, yes, that he could have gone about things way different as far as communication and that she's right. And inevitably it hurts the other person it could either hurt him sooner or it can hurt him later which happened Kevin then asks if she's seen any growth in Ryan and she makes a face and doesn't say anything
1: <laughs> which says everything
0: uh yeah <laughs> Kevin then asked what Ryan has learned about himself through this process He says he's been really quick in relationships to be physical, and he learned that he has to take emotions into consideration. He was really mindful of that with Brett and didn't push that issue with her um, and have, like, an agenda to get physical um, when when the emotions weren't there. He has more patience now, so that's what he learned. Um, I also, but I think it was kind of easy not to get physical with her when he wasn't attracted Attracted to her. her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the fact that he learned something with that is, I guess, what it is? I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> Kevin then asked uh, about Brett. What did she learn? And she thinks that going through a relationship that you didn't choose, being faced with all the differences, she can be more open-minded than she originally thought when it comes to who she dates, like her type of person. She can, you know, have a a bigger selection of people if she wasn't so close-minded. And and that's what she learned because her and Ryan are super, super different. For sure. Kevin then asks, do you think if you could rewind, um, you know, what would you do differently? Ryan says he would be more open and have the hard conversations. And then his sister comes out. And this is where it gets juicy.
1: (laughs) I was like, why is she even here? Why are we talking to her?
0: What? Because of what she said.
1: But they didn't need her for that.
0: How are they going to bring it up? Ryan's not going to bring it up. You know Ryan wasn't going to bring it up.
1: That's why the producers make him. (laughs) That's their job. Just like they made her do it. They just wasted a plane ticket.
0: This is how they produce. So... Kevin asks Alexa, do you think Brett was the one? And she says that they all loved Brett. They thought that this was the one that was going to be different. And Kevin then asked, is it possible that she was his type by not being his type? Like just being someone who was good for him and that he should have tried a little harder with. Alexa said that he definitely does need someone like Brett. She's strong and independent and she wished it would have worked out. He then tells her that she overstepped when it came to um the conversation she had with brett where she said that ryan's demeanor might have changed because uh he his mind and heart were like stuck in the past he then asked ryan if if he was surprised about what his sister said and ryan seemed pretty cool about this i guess because he just doesn't care anymore Um, (laughs) you know, he, he does not give a two shits about, uh, what Brett thinks about all of this and how it turned out. Ryan says he understood why his sister said it. Um, she saw it happen firsthand in the past and he should have been more open with his sister as well and told her what was going on. Ryan said that, um, Alexa had texted him after that conversation and it really caught him off guard. And he was like, what are you talking about? Like, This was not what was happening at all. He just wasn't attracted to her. Kevin then asks if she regrets making that assumption. Um, And she says, well, he doesn't have a glamorous past, a dating past. She just made assumptions and went with her gut feeling and she does regret it. Kevin then said that you felt for Brett. Did that change? Alexa then says a little bit because she found out that Brett was seeing someone. Telling her Ryan was being distracted when Brett was the one distracted. Brett starts making all kinds of faces. Kevin says, Brett, is this true? And she says, no. Alexa says, she's still seeing him. Brett says, she's not seeing anyone. Kevin asks if she met someone. And Brett said, she met someone, but didn't pursue anything until everything was said and done with Ryan. Uh, And then Kevin goes to Ryan. Ryan, what do you think about this? And Ryan, again, does not care. He seems super uncomfortable. <laughs> he says it is what it is. He wished they could have talked about it, whether it happened or not, whether it came carried out throughout the the past or through decision day. It's something that they could have touched on, but you know they didn't. And you know, uh, Brett makes a face and, he, and he's like, "No, did did this not happen?" And and she's like, "There's facts, and then there's rumors." And Kevin's like, all right, well, tell us what are the rumors and what are the facts? And Brett says the facts are that she met someone and exchanged numbers, and that's it. And that was before decision day. Kevin asks if they actively stayed in touch. Maybe here or there. This is all very shady. This is all so messed up. Like, I'm all back on Team Ryan. (laughs) Because... If you're exchanging numbers with a man while you're married, that's not being a wife. So sorry. You're just
1: friends. What are you talking about? I don't
0: care. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. She knew, you can tell in her, she's such a bad liar. You can tell all her face, facial expressions are, are just a dead giveaway. She's full of shit.
1: Well, the chisme was right.
0: The chisme was right on that one. Kevin then asked, would you say it distracted you from your marriage? She says no. and then, But she every time she's answering a question, she looks away. <laughs> she cannot tell, tell the truth to save her life. Kevin asks Ryan if he believes it was a distraction. And here's where Ryan gets a little uh, excited, I guess. Like he, this is the most we've seen a reaction out of him. He says that he's literally seen the conversations where where did he see these conversations that's what i want to know and kevin says what do you mean he says there's more to it than just friendship that developed whether it's happening now he doesn't know but there was more than just friends exchanging numbers even the night they met that was not fun to hear and then it was validated from other sources kevin then asked for alexa's take and she says it was a full-blown relationship she heard that she was getting home really late The next few days after she met him and it just seems like it was more than she was letting on
1: yeah like when they say there was an interaction on the day they met what does that mean
0: right did she not come home
1: what kind of interaction
0: (laughs) yes everybody wants to know you already look bad girl just say it (laughs) own it uh brett says that everyone's entitled to feel how they feel and think how they want Ryan said he doesn't think it had any effect on the relationship, but it was tough going through uh, the dating app thing when she had sprung that on him and hearing about it after the fact that kind of sucked. She gets what he's saying. That's what she says. I get what you're saying
1: because she's full of shit. But like we said, apparently there were supposed to have had a deal and he didn't keep up his end. So that's what she was pissed about.
0: Maybe so. I don't know because his his because um, we don't ever get a lot of emotions from Ryan. And when he said, I saw the sources, like I saw the evidence or text message conversations, like he, that was like the most emotion we've ever seen
1: from him. (laughs) And I too, considering Brett and Ryan are so different, how is this like, how are their circles overlapping so much? Why are all these Mm -hmm. outside friends and stuff? Oh, I saw this and this.
0: Unless they're talking about um, other people from the group, because they do hang out. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I forget when, what was said, uh, I think in a little group conversation with the guys, but someone was talking about Rachel and Mirla mm-hmm. hanging out it was Ryan. and I know they, I know exactly. And I know they, they, um, hang out with Brett, so it could just be so-and-so told so-and-so and it got back mm-hmm.
1: to Ryan. But what about his sister?
0: The sister? I don't know. That one, I have no idea.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, I was like, well, how do all these other people know everything that's going on between them? Mm-hmm. Weird. Carry on.
0: Because Yeah, because also, like, the sister could just be repeating what Ryan is saying. Because she's like, I heard it was a full-blown relationship and you weren't coming home at night. How is she knowing... How, is she know, how does she know that um, she's not coming home at night? Because Ryan said, oh, Brett didn't come home. You know what I mean? So she could just be repeating everything he's saying. That's not... She's neither here nor there. It doesn't matter. Kevin then asks if it was fair to get get on him knowing she had met someone else. She said there was no interest at point in that other person and that she's not dating anyone now. So that's that. And he, Kevin asks, Is there's no one else out there? And she goes, oh, there's someone out there. She just hasn't met them yet.
1: Okay, girl. Mm-hmm.
0: It's at this point that, you know, he kind of dismisses everything. He's like, yeah, this experiment can get messy sometimes. <laughs> he then asks Alexa's advice um, to Ryan in his future relationships. And I'm sure everybody has told him this already. It's not new advice. She says just to speak up. Don't run to your friends and family and tell you know, all your business. Just tell your partner what's going on. Knock it out from the start. And then uh, Kevin asks if he's ready for marriage. And she said, yeah, he's been ready for marriage. He's just going gonna to take the right person to tie him down. She leaves and says bye to the two of them. And Brett makes this stank face. <laughs> When she says bye, she's like, bitch, you just put all my business on blast. How dare you get off this stage? <laughs> it's great. It a great face. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Kevin then asks Ryan if he thinks he's mar- uh, ready for marriage. Ryan says he's been ready for several years, never truer than today. He would love nothing more than to meet that person. Same question to Brett. Brett says she's been ready. She's been 100% ready back then, now, and, and she's just, you know, she's she's ready, ready, ready. Kevin then asked if Ryan had been more invested, um, if it could have worked. And she says she doesn't know, but her gut says no. It's a no. Ryan says no matter if they had stuck it out, they probably would have got the same results they had. They have really big differences, like, to the core. He thinks the world of her, but they're just not right for each other. Kevin then asks what the toughest thing has been since Decision Day. And Brett says it's definitely coming home to an empty apartment, because uh, Baxter's not there. She hears the phantom barks when the doorbell rings, and, and it's just kind of heartbreaking. And um, But she said it does feel good to be out of the bubble of married at first sight and to go back into normal life and finding yourself again um kevin then asked if she wants a dog and she says she does but she doesn't have time right now maybe in the summer kevin then asked if it's easier to look back and see where they went wrong and on the issues because you know they're both so calm like there's no animosity or anything like that And Brett says that, you know, they didn't get into emotional, deep conversations or have a big, deep uh, connection. There's no reason for animosity or arguments when there wasn't anything there in the first place. They're both disappointed. It didn't turn out how they both wanted, you know, just ending in a long lasting relationship. Um, But when it's at the beginning stages of a relationship and then it just ends, there's really no hard feelings. Ryan doubles down on that and says, you know, this breakup was like a multiple week affair where it was just like a really slow breakup and, and it didn't, you know, they can still just see each other as friends and and that's fine. Um, and then that was the next question. Kevin asked if, if they do see each other as friends. And Brett says, yeah, like war buddies. They went through a stressful, transformative, reflective, fun, crazy thing together and, and they came out of it you know, whole, and and they're just friends. And he says, what a healthy divorce. To which Brett says, America, this is how it can be. High five. (laughs) Yeah. Even our high fives are out of sync. I know. (laughs) But yeah.
1: Nothing shocking there.
0: Not at all. Other than Brett's a liar.
1: (laughs) She's not lying. She just was talking to her friend and interacting with him late late at night for hours (laughs) ow
0: i mean she was ready for the
1: taking that's what i'm saying I'm like they both knew from almost jump that this wasn't gonna wasn't going anywhere
0: yeah i think he could have tried though i think he could have given it a little more effort than just the honeymoon you know
1: yeah (laughs)
0: It would have probably ended in the same results, but it did feel like... I don't know. She was just such a big turn off, though, with her exactly. eagerness. Her eagerness, but the lack of wanting to do things that he wanted to do. <laughs> it's just a big old mismatch. That's all it is, you know. Oh, well. They're better off. They look happy. Yeah. People who don't look happy, Mirla and Gil.
1: Mirla and Gil. So... Well, the first thing that Kevin mentions is their look. He says they look Mm -hmm. like they stepped off the runway or out of a photo shoot. What did you think?
0: Yeah, I think they both look good. I liked, um, did you like her boots?
1: No. Guess how much they cost?
0: Shit, I can't even imagine. A thousand (gasps) dollars? Way (gasps) off. Really?
1: Yeah. His were more than a thousand dollars. What? You obviously don't know how much Louboutins cost. Especially for a thigh-high boot. A thousand dollars.
0: I'm going off what she, I'm going off what she said in one of the episodes because she said, "What's the most you ever spent on a pair of shoes?" And she said a thousand dollars, so that's why I'm saying that. that but yes, obviously, I don't have any red box.
1: <laughs> Those are Louboutin in the style Metropolis. That's with the 120 millimeter heel. Okay. They are retailing at. $4,186.
0: Oh my God. His
1: were 1300
0: I can see a thousand. I can't see four. <laughs> They're me heart palpitations.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> just saying, like, that's a trip. You know what I mean? That's something I can do some good with $4,000. I can do many things with $4,000. That's just one thing for one appearance. Mm hmm. Uh-uh.
1: And they were ugly. And they were ugly. <laughs> again, I didn't the dress and boot combo didn't click for me. Mm. And, yeah. And again, I thought she was acting weird. I don't know if that's just her and just the way she's been edited this season. It didn't seem like her. It's but, yeah. Like even like at this point when Kevin's asking them, you know, about their look, she's like smiling like an idiot, like a big, huge all teeth smile like what the fuck
0: she she reminded me of again episode one mirla so maybe it is an edit job i don't know or maybe she's just evil that's the only other (laughs) that's the only other option is like bad edit or just an evil patronizing kind of person
1: i don't know but nonetheless kevin is giving them compliments on what they're wearing you know
0: it looks good
1: Kevin asked him, you know, what are you wearing? He's like, you know, just a little something, just a little stun on him a little bit. And, you know, he says that Mirla looks great, too, and asked if she's converted Gil over to the designer dark side. And she says, yep, because Gil has his red bottoms on, too, and is quick to show them.
0: Mm-hmm. Brand new,
1: not a scuff in sight. <laughs> Which Kevin says, wow,
0: bro, wow. <laughs>
1: Yep, yeah, Mirla says he came all the way over to her side, but still not at his level. He's on the junior bottom baller level. She's at the top.
0: I'm telling you, I think she's just flexing for the show. That is it. Because well, yeah. she distinctly said the most she gets spent was a thousand dollars She
1: Well, one I thought that was a lie anyway. Oh you did? Yeah. I'm
0: trying to she's trying to lie. Downplay it, yeah. Oh, for her husband. Mm, that makes mm-hmm. sense too. Okay, never mind.
1: Uh, so Kevin asked them how they're feeling. Gil says, for the most part, he feels pretty good. Mirla says she feels fabulous, but that's what she says every day. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, says, well, your boots are fabulous. And they give us a close up. They're still ugly. (laughs) Uh, That's when Kevin says that they both exemplify the rules of being, the roles of being a husband and wife. They both had a lot of differences, but they worked as a team to get to know each other, find common interests and make each other happy eventually. Then they show a clip montage and there's the voiceover of Mirla gushing about Gil and about how she's happy she got married at first sight because he's everything she wanted and more and how it's just a dream come true. She's so happy, loves it. Uh, That's when Kevin asks them if the process went as they envisioned it. Mirla says she doesn't know. She doesn't think you can envision something that you haven't experienced before. So when you're in it, You just have to go with what you feel. Gil says for him, he didn't envision it going the way that it went, but he was prepared for it to be a slow process. And he got an even slower process than that. (laughs) He says it was one of those things where he felt like, okay, this is a marriage. It's something that I want for the next 30, 40, 50 years. And because of that, he was willing to buckle down and just take on whatever came. Kevin asks, him to go back to the wedding day and he says you know you envisioned kissing your wife right and gil says absolutely he obviously envisioned giving her a nice big smooch but (laughs) completely understands why she was uncomfortable with that they were strangers gil says that her giving him the cheek made him feel like a one on a scale of one to ten but nonetheless he had to respect her wishes he says it was one of those things he understood that he could give her a peck today And that's fine because eventually later on down the line, he'll get the kiss that he wants. And that's when Kevin jokes with him, but oh, little did you know just how (laughs) long and how far that road (laughs) was going to be. And, you know, Gil says, yep, you're absolutely right about that. And Mirla says, he sure didn't, Uh, you know, they kind of laugh it off, but Kevin asks Mirla how long she was prepared to hold off. And she starts to say till death do us part. (laughs) But she says, just kidding. Uh, that's when they go into Gil's ribbing. Kevin says that Gil poked fun at Mirla quite a bit and labeled her a Debbie Downer. Does he think that either one of them crossed the line with the joking? Gil says no. He poked a lot of fun at her, but that's kind of his way of flirting, like a third-year-old. You know, when the little boy <laughs> hits you, that means he likes you. Yeah. Uh, she says yes, because it's not something that she's ever experienced in a relationship before. She didn't really know how to react to it. She kind of just figured, well, I guess that's just how she how he is. So, mm. Then Gil says this is his first time hearing that that bothered her. So he had no idea this entire time that he's constantly jabbing, 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 jabbing and nagging her that it was really upsetting her and she did not like it.
0: You know, for someone who's as emotionally intelligent as he is, you would think he would pick up on that because it's not like he gets a great reaction or a laugh even when he does it, you know?
1: Yeah. So Kevin asks her why she never told him that, you know, this bothers her. She says that her way of telling him was her kind of saying, I'm not this kind of in the moment. So for example, if he's telling her she's high maintenance, she would come back with, no, I'm not. She says she's never been described as high maintenance or as a diva by anyone she's ever dated before. But Gil comes back and says, but the people you date are like you. They're also divas and also high maintenance. So obviously they wouldn't describe you like that because y'all are the same. They're you. You're dating yourself. (laughs) At this point, she kind of shuts it down and is like, okay, agree to disagree. Next. (laughs) So Kevin moves on the conversation and says that Gil belongs on the married at first sight Mount Rushmore. <laughs> he says that Gil really worked hard for Mirla's love and affection. Then they show us a never before seen clip of the honeymoon where Gil has arranged a massage, but he's gonna be the masseuse. Mirla is miserable during the whole thing.
0: He also looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs>
1: Well, we saw that with his foot rub that they did show during the season.
0: Yes. (laughs) That didn't look like a very good massage in the first place. And she looked hella awkward.
1: Yeah. She said that she was very uncomfortable, especially with the touching, since they don't know each other. Um, He asked her if she considered the activity as bonding. And she's like, no, this is work because it's not something she wants to do. (laughs) Um, Kevin asked her why she was so uncomfortable. She said it was super hot she was in the sun and she had been clear in communicating to gil that she wanted to take things slow when it came to physical touch which apparently he just totally disregarded it was like Mm -hmm. let me rub on you girl yeah so then kevin asks. even after the honeymoon it was a long time before she could even kiss gil and then they show the clip where gil was saying that if they haven't at least kissed by decision day he was going to ask for a divorce uh, then uh, Kevin asks if Mirla is normally like this in relationships. She says she expressed from the beginning that she likes to have a strong foundation of communication and trust. Then the physical can come later once they have that foundation set. And then Kevin brings up that Mirla expressed that she's a very sexual person. And they show a clip from matchmaking day where uh, doctor where Mirla is telling Dr. Pepper that sex is a 10 on a one to 10 scale of a, uh, importance. When they go back to the studio, Marilla says that, yes, once she gets to know someone, then physical intimacy is extremely important, which I think is interesting. I think this might be part of the reason Mm -hmm. things went the way they went. So Kevin asked Gil if all the work he put into the marriage was worth it. He says at the end of the day, he knew what he wanted and he was willing to be patient throughout the whole process because she wanted it and he knew for a fact he wanted it for himself. Kevin says the last time we saw them, it was decision day. We found out they consummated their marriage and Gil said that he was in love with Miss Mirla. They chose to stay married and they even moved in together. So Kevin asks, you know, how things are going with that? Gil says that unfortunately they are no longer together. Mm -mm. Kevin again shook
0: yep <laughs> i was too i was i was surprised i was, too. I was, I was too. surprised
1: when he dropped that unfortunately
0: uh-huh i thought they would last longer than 14 days after decision day Jeez.
1: yeah at this point you can see mirla's mood change
0: mm-hmm. walls go up
1: yep so kevin asks what the heck happened so gill says it was 14 days after decision day that she decided she didn't want to be with him anymore then Kevin says, wait, 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 We saw the session with Dr. Pepper where she cried because she was like so happy. Yes. She was so happy in her marriage and she was so happy with her husband. I guess it was just them 25 cent martinis talking. <laughs> martinis. <laughs> because that's not how she feels today. So Kevin asks her what made her turn around now that she doesn't want to be married to him anymore. She says, That's not an easy answer because there was a variety of things. She says for her, it was acknowledging that they were just so different. Things that she had said were non-negotiables were really important to her. And of course, Kevin's like, what? And she, of course, says financial stability. So Kevin interrupts her and is like, wait, Gil, you have a job, right? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, with (laughs) a pension, right? And he's like, a very good pension.
0: Okay. I hate that he's defending Gil right here because- Yes, Gil has a job, and he has a pension, but he has no savings, and the entire time they are married, he is knocking Mirla for how she spends her own money. That is hyper annoying. So annoying. So I really was like, Kevin.
1: But that's when, you know, Gil even pipes up, and is like, I actually make $100 or more every two weeks than she does, which- How is that? Okay, there's been a lot of discussion about this online, okay. especially because of the way he worded it. He didn't say he makes more than her. He says he earns a hundred dollars more than her every two weeks, so every paycheck. So the theory is that as a firefighter, he's probably picking up hella extra shifts. Mm-hmm. So he's getting buku overtime. So he's getting maybe a hundred hours in a paycheck versus her eighty hours mm. plus. I'm sure in her paycheck, she's having, I know, we've seen she's an aggressive saver. So I'm sure Mm -hmm. she's taking out for 401k or whatever kind of retirement plan they offer. Or if she's um, like independent, Mm -hmm. consulting independently, then she has to cover her own insurance and all that kind of stuff too. That has to come straight from her earnings. Yeah. So technically it may seem like, you're bringing home more, but in the long run, you're not making more than her, and plus bonuses and all that kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So right Make now, later. right, gotcha. So these two weeks, yes, you made 100 extra dollars. Congratulations. <laughs> we can maybe go to an okay dinner,
0: <laughs> a brunch, a brunch,
1: a brunch at an okay place. Kevin asks if it's about Gil not having enough money. And Mirala says, no, it's actually more about attraction. She says there was no initial chemistry from the beginning. She told y'all she does not like bald guys and she meant it, especially (laughs) broke ones.
0: (laughs) That's the worst combination of bald.
1: (laughs) Disgusting. She says she realized that she wasn't happy. So Kevin questions if there was never any attraction, if there was never any attraction at all she said that there was some that eventually came but for her there has to be more she didn't think it was fair to herself or to gil to stay in the relationship she says if you don't have that fire you can't force it you gotta feel it you need that passion (laughs) which is what he says he wants too so if she doesn't have that then why are we still gonna be together yeah uh, she says, you know, there's a million attractive people out there, but if you're not happy, should you just continue to be unhappy? You know, she says that he's handsome and all, but they just aren't for each other. And you can see from Gil, his body language has also totally changed. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gotten 100% serious. And, you know, he says that this is his second time hearing it. The first time he heard it was the day she decided she didn't want to be with him. He says that's his biggest issue. If she felt like this from the beginning, why didn't she say something? He says he was totally blindsided. Everything in their relationship was based on communication. He totally understands that she may not be attracted to him and that she doesn't think he's the man for her. Fine. He's not going to force anybody to be with him. But if she felt like this, why didn't she talk to him about it? So at least then he could take a step back and then go from there. This is when Mirrorless says, well, how do you know that's what your reaction would have been? And he says, well, we talked about Decision Day before it happened. We talked about what we wanted from each other. And he said, you know, after those conversations, they decided they wanted to stay together. This part is cold-blooded. He says he sold (laughs) everything that he owned except for, like, his Nutribullet, some clothes, and hype. Yep.
0: I can't believe she let him do that, knowing that's how she felt. I can't believe it.
1: Especially considering she told him not to let her, that lease go. She did? Yeah. In a previous episode when he told her, you know, my lease is going to be up in a few weeks and I think I'm going to let it go. She's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> and he was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't. Like, he thought he, they were all good. I guess at this point they'd already talked about staying together. So he was just joking about it. But if, if you know,
0: Marilyn must be, you know, give her an Emmy. Because yeah. this was some acting if yeah. she didn't feel this like there's no way there's no way this chick could cry those tears and be so passionate in her speech about him um you know she claims that she never said she loved him which is confusing because she often said I choose to love my husband you know she said that over and over again so she she was throwing that word around even though it was oddly phrased she was that's right. that's hella confusing
1: Right. It was like that thing we talked about before where it's, I have love for you versus I'm in love with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I love you like a friend. Yeah.
1: But we're not friends, bro. Uh-uh.
0: We're married. Yes. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna need you to love me like a husband. <laughs> it it was so confusing.
0: It was really. Yeah, this was
1: crazy. Really confusing. I can't wait till the experts get to him. Mm-hmm. So he says that For him, all of this came out of nowhere. Basically, she just came to him and was like, yeah, I don't find you attractive and I'm not happy. And he says, with his dumb ass being the hopeless romantic he is, (laughs) he was like, nope, we can turn this around. So he continued to stay with her to try to work it out. And they were together about a month before she told him, all right, somebody's got to go. Yeah. You need to move out or I need to move out. So at first she was going to move out, but then he realized that he only had, you know, 10 possessions to his name so he packed (laughs) his one box got hype and moved out uh about two or three days later Kevin says to Mirla that wow this is a lot to unpack Mm -hmm. and Mirla says you know what I'm not even gonna acknowledge that because and she kind of shakes her head he should if he
0: yeah like if if those aren't true words then she should acknowledge that and say her truth like this is ridiculous
1: you know he says is this not what you said to me and she says no and then Gil is ready to start the battle royale Mm -hmm. and Mirla cuts it off at the pass and says nope I'm not going back and forth with you about this period I do like that that's a boss move but Gil (laughs) tries to keep it going he says you know everyone remembers certain situations in a certain way but he would never lie or make something like this up you know he guesses he just didn't have enough money for her and she says no that's you projecting your insecurities onto me. Don't do yes, that. Yes, yes. And he says, who you calling an insecure? <laughs> and then again, she shuts it down. I'm not going back and forth with you about this, period. No.
0: That's the most we ever saw arise in Mirla too. She doesn't get like this. And yeah. and I guess she felt like she was about to. And she's like, "Nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to sink to that level. Um, but yeah, those are his insecurities. We've said that
1: from mm-hmm. the get-go. Yep. She ain't wrong. I see no lies detected. Mm-hmm. So Kevin says he's still processing the shock. He's trying to understand <laughs> it all. You know, she, he asks her how she feels about Gil now. And she says she did what she felt was best for him. She says that it was not healthy for him to be around her. You know, she says when they were living together, he was clearly unhappy. She was unhappy. It made the whole thing awkward and uncomfortable. She cares about him and wants him to be good, so she figured it was best to, you know, just remove herself from the situation. She wants nothing but the best for him. He deserves all the happiness in the world. Then Kevin asks her if there was ever a time where she was in love with Gil, and she says no, And, and that she was very clear about that up until decision day. She says she knows what love is, and she's loved someone before, but she didn't have that feeling with Gil, and You know, like we said before, again, her her phrasing of things. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, (laughs) if you didn't feel love, you shouldn't have brought the word in, period. Exactly. She says that she never said, I love you. She would say things like, I like you, because she didn't want to be dishonest about the feelings she had. Kevin asked Gil if he's still in love with her. And he says, absolutely. He would be lying if he said that he didn't still love her. Kevin asked if she wanted to if she wanted to get back together today. Would he be down for it? And he says his heart for sure says yes, but his brain says yes, but with hesitation. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, he wants someone that wants him. And that's when Kevin has to pull him aside and be like, my guy, he don't want you. (laughs) And he's like, am I speaking out of turn? And Mirla doubles down and says, no, I personally do not want to be married to him. But that's no insinuation on him as a person. Sometimes things just don't work. He definitely deserves a woman who wants to love him and wants to be with him because he's a great guy. Then Kevin asked Gil how he's been doing with all of this. And this was sad. Gil says that, honestly, it's been rough. It's been very hard because this was something he really wanted. And he thought everything was fine until it suddenly wasn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he was even trying to find a solution for the problem but was met with a hard resistance. It's over. It's a wrap, period. I don't want you. I don't want to be married no more. Kevin asked if he's begun to heal from the relationship. And he says no to this too. He's been having a really hard time with the breakup because he believes that he was meant to be with her and he still loves her. Yeah, And love isn't something you can just shoo away the next day.
0: When he said that, I was shocked. Like he feels it in his bones. The fact that he started to go to
1: therapy because of it. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. What?
0: think he's used to people rejecting him one because he's so good looking but um yeah i think it was just the the long period of this is awesome i love this you know all the affection and it like uh, like again i was fooled
1: i i just don't understand (laughs) yeah i mean that's the next thing he says he said that he's never had a problem with rejection like normally okay girl doesn't want to be with you just move on to the next one Uh, But this is different because this is his wife. He wanted things to work out so much and was pretty much willing to do anything. Uh, Kevin asked Mirla how she's doing. She's like, I'm fine. Life goes on.
0: (laughs) That was so cold, too. She could have at least. Again, she has no tact. We've gone over this a lot. She has no tact whatsoever. He is obviously hurting. If you care for him as much as you say, you can just fib a little bit and say, I'm much better now or something, some BS like that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, she confirms that she's not dating anyone right now, but eventually she'll be back out there. Mm hmm. Um, Gil or Kevin tells Gil that, you know, you know, it's tough right now, but there's a long line of ladies that'll be waiting for you. I know his DMs are like blowing (laughs)
0: up. Yeah.
1: If they already were, I'm sure they were before, but for real now.
0: And Mirla's just like gave him a little pity. There is, there's a lot of, people who want to be with you like it was just her face and i was just like oh just don't say anything girl <laughs> you're not making him feel better
1: right but yeah i think that was the stone cold stunner i can't
0: believe it so uh I, again i i'm I mean, this week for me has been so crazy what are they saying online about the real reasons
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh i thought you said that you the the real reasons were that since they consummated the marriage, the physical thing wasn't there. Was there anything else oh, that you had read?
1: Oh, that's what I thought.
0: Oh, I thought you, you had <laughs> spread it on the Reddit streets. No, But yeah, I mean, that makes
1: the most sense, is that... For her to be like all gushy mm-hmm. before, and then like, okay, two weeks before decision day, the sex is whack, and she says that's 10 out of 10 important. Yeah. Damn, it had to be like trash. Oh, kill. <laughs> okay damn dog
0: because she probably thought in her head it has to get better maybe if i tell them what i like or something like that right it's gonna get better it's gonna get better so she says yes and then it doesn't get better and she's not enjoying it anymore and she's like no he broke too so (laughs) no (laughs) he broke too so i can't have bad sex and be broke (laughs) could
1: get a purse out of it or something (laughs) right oh man damn dog yeah that's that's something <gasps> yeah she just wants a rich daddy mm-hmm. good luck finding it <laughs> with that personality <laughs> yeah
0: well her and johnny look pretty cozy on the next the next reunion part too. thoughts on that it's
1: still weird it's so weird
0: i don't think it's the more i think about it the more i think it makes sense they're both um boring <laughs> one <laughs> they're both boring um they don't have a lot of uh how do you say humor like they're they're like they're not jokey jokey um they both love money they both like nice things um they both want to get married they both want children but the most important thing is money and they both have a lot of it so they both are oh. super judgy
1: <laughs> oh god yeah, I'm sure they'd have some good mace. I'm sure they do. Sessions.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're going to go over it in a little bit, but in the little group setting, it sounds like they hang out and, you,
1: you know. Yeah. You Did was- you see the picture from today with um, uh-uh. them and Brett and Zach playing volleyball? When, no, I didn't see that. Who posted that is cut up by the way i'm sure it's, i see why my camera was hitting it and quitting and <laughs> no you can't because of Jerron. i mean <laughs> <laughs> whoever wants to convert <laughs> hey Jeron. hey Jeron.
0: um hey but speaking of Jeron, let's let's talk about his friend his friend his friend, his friend. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Zach and Michaela. Let's dig into this hot ass mess. So, first of all, they're not even in the same room because Michaela doesn't want to sit with him whatsoever. Okay, the Luke. The Luke, I hated it. She was doing a lot. She looked, you know what she reminded me of? I just thought of it this moment. You ever see Holiday Barbie? You know, every ho- every mm-hmm. holiday season, Barbie comes out with like a big poofy dress and whatever. She looks exactly like holiday Barbie with the big hair, big long hair and the red dress
1: or that little emoji. That's what I was going to say. That's exactly what she looks like. <laughs> the dancer emoji. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what she looks like. Yeah. It's too These much. Trash ass wigs. Yes. Stop. Stop playing in our face. Yeah. This like, I just got my first record deal, baby. Wrapper chain. What the fuck was that? I don't know. Looks stupid as shit. I did not like the dress. She had on like a gallon's worth of Victoria's Secret shimmer lotion. <laughs> oh, the shoes no. were all right. The nails were trashed They didn't match anything. She looked terrible. She, she looked did. crazy.
0: She looked crazy. <laughs> I was just gonna say she looks crazy. Well, exactly. 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 Yeah. Um. Uh... So they're um, doing their sessions apart. Uh, Kevin sits with Michaela first. And he asks, are things all that bad where she can't even share a stage with him at the same time? And she says, they're not bad. She just made the decision to protect her energy and to be able to talk um, freely, you know, without being interrupted. She had to be there by herself. And Kevin asks, well, what about the beginning? Y'all were great at the beginning. And she said, yeah. It was great. Her wedding was the, one of the best days of her life. After a big fight, Zach was fixated on her knee jerk reactions. How would you describe that That? Yeah, sure. yeah, she's like, yep. <laughs> he was right. She learned that she needs to manage her impulsive decisions and her behavior better. Um, but she said at that point, uh, that first um, you know that first mistake, uh, that was it for Zach. And she thinks if um, he, you know, if she would have calmed down, if he would have given her a second chance, that things could have been better. And then Kevin asked, well, did you have a problem with his behavior? And she said, yeah, he had a lack of forgiveness, a lack of grace, a lack of compassion. He was always waiting for her to do it again and blow up again. And it was so stressful for her. How could she do better when she's under so much stress?
1: Shut <laughs> up, girl. <laughs> Like and how much forgiveness and grace and compassion is he supposed to have? Right. He's not Jesus. He could (laughs) take her back over and over again. Exactly.
0: (laughs) And to which Kevin says that we as an audience got whiplash from all their ups and downs. (laughs) Right? And then they run the clip and the clip is just hilarious because it just shows like two days later four days later two days later where they're just going hot and cold hot and cold and they're both laughing because it's ridiculous how how much it changed you know um Kevin's like watching that what do you think and she says it's definitely a roller coaster and to which Kevin says well do you think he was equally to blame for these fights and she says yes but she thinks she should not have participated in how in how she did in those fights, meaning she shouldn't have acted that shit crazy. But she did because she is Cause she is, <laughs> Cause she is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kevin wants to know why he can't just have Zach out here. Let's bring him out here. And she says, nope, she doesn't want him next to her. But she, she will allow Sharifa to come out. Her sister comes out and um, Kevin asks, well, do you think they were a good match? And Sharifa says, "Yeah, I thought so." And she's. He then asks her, "What do you think of Zach now?" And she says, "I'm indifferent." That's interesting. That's an interesting answer. I guess she doesn't want to piss off her sister. Yeah, <laughs> that's all that tells me. Like,
1: yeah, because she knows how she is.
0: Yeah, and then Kevin asks uh, Sharifa what she thought. What the problem was, and and she she has a pretty, I think, a pretty good understanding of what what happened here she says they both always wanted to be right they're both stubborn as hell and nobody you know wanted to be married more than being right they just wanted to be right (laughs) Kevin then asked Michaela if if Zach was messing with her emotions to which Zach is in the other room going oh my god bro come on (laughs) Michaela says yes That she gave him the green light to leave and he chose to stay. That's where the stress came in. And she goes on these little phrases like, Good morning, blah, 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 blah. You're not my wife. Good morning, blah, 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 blah. This is not going to work out. You know, and she keeps going on to these things and kind of, I guess, uh, insinuating Zach's hot and cold nature, right? Um, Zach says, Are you sure about that, though? He's sitting in the other room just talking to himself.
1: Yeah.
0: Michaela says that on their one month anniversary, this was, this was strange. We we talked about this possibly coming up, but it was uh, weird to hear, right? It was still really strange to, to listen to. Michaela says on their one month anniversary, it was great. They stayed at a hotel. They were messing around. And then he says that she shouldn't tell anybody that what, what they did. And Kevin's like, what? he wants to keep your intimacy a secret and she said yes he said he was gonna deny it if it came up um which led her to a bunch of questions like oh why would i say anything why would i deny it why are you asking me not to tell anybody and then zach's in the other room and he's like oh now i know why she wanted to do this separately because then he can't be in there and defend himself and call her crazy and tell her she's making shit up kevin says he's confused because she moved in with Zach after decision day. <laughs> she said, no, 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 no. After decision day, they went to dinner. They talked. He asked her to come back to his place. And she said, okay. And Kevin's just like, couldn't, can't believe it.
1: Because she was trying to get that deck. <laughs> just Kevin, one last time. One
0: more time. Or several times for seven to eight days.
1: <laughs> I mean, if I just stay over one more night, <laughs> Kevin
0: is astonished. He's like, he just told you you want a divorce. You're gonna go to his place, and she's like, yep, she knows. But she said sit, she stayed seven, to eight days straight on his invitation because she can't get in that fancy building without a key. She makes it a point to say that he's fancy. Um, she was cooking and she was cleaning and they were having sex. He said, and but, but <laughs> exactly right, but then she says that Zach told her that he was just trying to help her out, but at this point she's mooching off of him and encroaching in his area, which left her confused because he invited her. Zach again is having this what the hell is happening face in the other room <laughs> she says, so they officially cut it off um. She sent him a text apologizing for her past behavior and telling him that they probably shouldn't be together and that she just wants to get to know him as a friend. And he, she hopes that he can accept that. To which he texts back, according to Michaela, that, yeah, he was on board with that. The very next day, she invites him to the dog part as a friend. And he told her, no, that he just wanted to be cordial and have people uh, present when they're with each other. <laughs> And that, and that upset her, uh, which I thought was, it was really funny. Like, I don't want, like something drastic going to happen. So I need witnesses. I need to get in front of some people
1: for my own safety.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Kevin tries again. Why won't you say these things to him right now? And she's like, nope, that's all done. We're done. She doesn't need someone like that in her life. She doesn't need closure. And uh, to which Kevin says, did Zach play you? And she's like, "Yep, I completely got played." Zach's in the other room. He's like, what? <laughs>
1: wow,
0: yeah." She said she was in a marriage. She doesn't know what Zach was doing, but she was trying to be a wife. And Zach is just trying to like, fuck. <laughs> Zach is dying <laughs> to go out there. He he wants to defend himself so bad, uh, but then he gets his turn. Right, uh, Michaela goes away into, and they're sw- they're swapping spaces. So she's in the other room, and Zach is on stage. Kevin again asks, why couldn't y'all be on the set at the same time? And he says he doesn't know. He was excited to see her and talk about what happened, uh, but she can't be next to him. And Kevin's like, but you wanted to. And he's like, yeah, I thought that would be the mature thing to do. Kevin then asks, where did things go wrong? I thought that he was going to say, from the moment I saw (laughs) her. But no, he said from the first moment when, when she moved out, yeah. <laughs> when she moved out the first time, he said it was extreme. You I mean, how, you know, her reaction was extreme. How would she react in a serious situation with kids? Would she take the kids? She
1: most definitely would. That is, I didn't even think about that. That is a very valid point yeah I mean, it's something that we've brought up before, but yeah, I don't think I thought about kids in the picture, but we have been saying, you know if this is how she reacts to a petty argument, mm-hmm. he's gonna be fucked if they have a serious legit argument where she should be upset. Yes, said we she's I'm surprised she's not in the parking lot smashing those windows out right now. <laughs> <laughs> this was funny, this part uh did it
0: feel like a roller coaster? not a roller coaster? it was up and then it was down. <laughs> There was no more ups for him. He then asks about the couples retreat, how that was for him. And Zach says the whole leaving thing. He was calm and he was happy to leave. It was way too much drama. It was a very unique experience. He never wants to go through again. Um, At this point, he's, he's thinking he's reflecting, right? He says everything feels like it's his fault. Like maybe he was in a band. She felt that he was abandoning her um, and, so things got like that and Michaela's in the back r- room and it seems like she's falling for it all over again. She's like, no, like collecting her fake pearls. No, no, no. That's not how it was. Um, Kevin then asks if it wasn't for hurricane Kay, would things have worked out? And he said, probably. Um, he thinks that Michaela thinks that he wants to make her look bad, um, which is ridiculous. Cause why would you want to make your wife look bad instead of taking responsibility for her own actions? um Michaela kind of changes at that moment and she's like she always takes responsibility for her actions
1: <laughs> again a bitch <laughs> where when because you always claim that you don't know what happened
0: <laughs> exactly you just make things up and forget everything else Kevin then asked if you could rewind what would you do differently and <laughs> this was awesome Zach says he wishes he would have left earlier, that this has been the worst relationship he's ever been in. Romantically, friendship-wise, work-wise, any type of relationship he's ever had in his entire life, this has been the worst one. Congratulations, experts, because (laughs) you've ruined this man's life for eight weeks.
1: I was going to say, this dumbass wanted to still keep dating, but he didn't want to keep dating. He just wanted to keep smashing. He, yeah. That's yeah. what dating don't meant. Don't get it
0: twisted. And then Kevin's like, the bottom of the barrel. I was like, ooh, yikes. And then this, this gets a little combative here between Kevin and Zach. Um, Kevin said, to be honest, there were several things you said that made it look like you have feelings for her. And they roll the clip, right? Um, Zach said, yeah, he did have feelings. Kevin then asks, well, didn't that, wasn't that like a little confusing for her and for you? And he said, no. So Kevin approaches it a different way. He's like, okay, let's talk about decision day. You want a relationship, but you don't want to be married, but you think you can work on it outside of the marriage? So she's thinking there's a chance. And Zach said, everything he said on decision day was true. Kevin comes back. You said you wanted to work on the relationship. Zach says, that doesn't mean we are going to be together. And Kevin is just like confused. He's he looks like what we, we all are thinking. You know, again, Zach talks in circles. I don't know if this is like for a living that he talks in circles, but <laughs> he definitely does it a lot. Yeah. And but it makes complete sense to him, just not anyone else. <laughs> And, and the, again, Zach is getting a little combative. He's like, where's the disconnect? To which Kevin says, have the balls to say, I wanted this to work. It didn't. Let's move on. Michaela's in the back room saying, Yeah. <laughs> Zach said that he has a relationship with everyone in this room and they're not married. Stop acting stop acting like I like what I said or did caused this shit. You're making it seem like I don't know what I'm talking about. Zach says, Michaela says that that he, she's always waiting for me to react or that she's walking on eggshells. So he thought in that his perfectionist attitude was causing her overreactions, but that is not the case. This is just who she is. She said it. Her family said it. Should it have to be this hard? Should he have to live with this shit the rest of his life? No. Kevin then asks, did you have sex with her on the one month anniversary? Michaela's in the back room saying he's going to deny it. And Zach said he didn't kiss her before that or after that. Why would he kiss her that night? You a damn
1: lie.
0: Yep. Michaela's saying he's lying. (laughs) Kevin says that the only way for this to make sense sense is to have her come out right now. It's either that or she's one of the greatest pathological liars. Zach said that what she is saying is actually pretty insane. So Kevin's like, let's clear it up. Let's do this. And he's like, nope, he's tired of it. If someone's saying that, then they're not thinking straight. Michaela's in the back room saying he can't lie. He can lie straight to her face that she's going in. And she goes in. Zach's, at that point, Zach's like, stop. She had her alone time. I should get my alone time. He's not participating in this anymore. And he gets up to walk away. And that's the cliffhanger. We'll see their miss later on. Thoughts? Who's lying? Is Zach lying?
1: Michaela lying? Everybody's lying about something or the other. <laughs> like, um, it's hard to believe Michaela because she's a liar. Right. Like, uh, someone pointed out on Reddit that her line when she says, "If he wants to call me out on my lies, he can do it to my face. Not that <laughs> I'm not lying, but he can call out my lies." <laughs> To my face and tell me about it like do you oh, know what
0: you said we all know she's not the smartest we we knew that from her wanting to hang out with him when he had COVID <laughs> like she couldn't understand why she couldn't hang and have COVID with
1: him <laughs> oh man I'm telling you, dick too bomb I guess you want to catch COVID <laughs> <It's awesome. laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I think they're both just, I don't know, trying to make themselves look the best they can coming out of it in the end. But I think they're both not being honest.
0: Yeah, I definitely think Zach is has been sleeping with her this entire time.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: He's been very careful not to initiate anything on screen. Yeah. But I think the giveaway was, first of all, his come fuck me eyes on one month anniversary mm-hmm. secondly when they were at the lavender farm and asking are we going to share a bed tonight mm-hmm. uh, why else would you want to share a bed hello
1: we said they were praying together all night <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> whatever
0: so we won't have the conclusion of that until next wednesday so we have to wait see how it ends
1: in a giant explosion.
0: Yeah, they're saving the the best. I not maybe not the best, but the most dramatic for last, because Bow and Johnny are also on the next one. So
1: yep, we didn't even touch them.
0: Mm-mm. So it should be interesting. Um, the only other part from this reunion part one is the discussion
1: with all the guys. A meeting of the brotherhood. <laughs> Oh no, I don't know how strong this brotherhood is. Well, they, they claim to like each other. We'll
0: see next, we'll see part two when Gil has to walk out.
1: That's just wild. <laughs> Even this episode, he looked like he was getting a little teary, a little glassy-eyed. I
0: I, I can imagine, I mean, you know, here you are. Put, you put your whole being into this eight weeks, trying your hardest to make this experiment work you are under the impression that this woman is growing in love with you at least at the least she at the least wants to stay married to you forever you sell everything she watches you sell everything and then all of a sudden nah i'm good (laughs) it's cold it is so cold cold blood I don't even know how to defend Marla. I liked Marla, but I can't defend her. This episode, this is just bananas. Yeah,
1: that's fucked up. It's
0: it is it is. There's not one person on this show I genuinely like one hundred percent. Not one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is super sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, this was a total fail of the season. Zero out of zero. Uh huh. Or zero out of five. The experts. Yeah. Did a shitty job. Congratulations! Yeah, everyone broke
0: up. I'm curious to see what the experts have to say
1: next for week. themselves, <laughs> Basically. right? Basically, I don't know. We'll have to tune in to see. Mm-hmm. But back to the boys. Mm-hmm. Kevin said or asked them, you know, was having each other. Did that make the experience go by easier? Zach says that it made him more mentally strong he's glad that he went through it with the guys were you mentally when were you mentally strong because you cried every episode huh? mm-hmm. but we'll we'll get to that i was
0: like they did a
1: montage of it gil says that they all look out for each other there's no animosity and they all really like each other ryan says that they're a great group of guys and they genuinely do like each other and it's been a great experience yay bros for life hmm Kevin asks Jose what his first impression of Gil was at the bachelor party, <laughs> and they, they show a clip of Gil on the pole. I forgot all about that. With his two tight pants <laughs> that he busts a hole in, trying yep. to drop it low. <laughs> you know, they, of course, are cracking up over the clip, and all Jose can say is that Gil's a wild boy. Then Kevin says there were a lot of tears this season, especially from Johnny and Zach. And then again, they show a montage of them crying over and over and over and over and over again. (laughs) Zach says that he thinks it's cool to be emotionally vulnerable. Kevin asks Johnny, um, you know, why he left the apartment. And Johnny says, "Uh, which time? (laughs) Accurate. And they all laugh, but it wasn't funny. Johnny says that he can tell when an argument isn't going anywhere, and in those moments, he likes to step back. He would rather leave, you know, or go outside and yell than, you know, take that out on his wife. Now, could you imagine being at the latitude and you just like hear him screaming outside? <laughs> it's like those people upstairs again,
0: again. They're yelling on the Every balcony. Night he's
1: screaming. <laughs> I'm going to call management tomorrow. (laughs) They need to do something about this. But, uh, oh, he says that Bao tried to make it seem like he was always walking away from the conversation, but that wasn't necessarily what he was doing. He just sometimes needs a minute so he doesn't blow up. Uh, Kevin then brings up that Ryan also left for a few days, and they show some footage of him where he was saying he needs a reset, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he says he did leave for a couple of days, but He was still in communication with Brett. It's not like he just vanished for two days. Um, He basically said he needed some sleep. You know, that was their original argument that he didn't want to sleep on the couch. Yeah. He wanted to sleep in the other bed. And then he decided to go home so he could sleep on his own bed. Whatever. I still think that was a fake fight, but he picked it and got what he wanted to leave. (laughs) Kevin then says that Gil is the only husband who did not leave or get (laughs) angry during the experiment. And they have to applaud him. You know, he says that there were moments where he did want to leave, but he figured that this is a real marriage and he wanted to make it work. So he just kind of swallowed down whatever it was and, you know, just tried to stay through and, you know, fight to live another day, basically. Uh, Kevin says that Gil has the most patience this season. Um, Then they show a package of Mirla complaining all season. (laughs) You know, what's sad is both Zach and Johnny say they would rather have a partner that complained like Mirla than the problems that they have uh, <laughs> with their spouses. And that's saying a lot because Mirla was absolutely insufferable. <laughs> and Gil says to him, it wasn't really a big deal. He says that it was, you know, kind of petty stuff. It's not worth getting a divorce because there was no almond milk or because she didn't want to do a particular yeah. activity. It was either to just brush it off and keep it moving. He says that one thing he loves about his wife is that she's a go-getter and that inspires him to be better and want more.
0: Aww. Her
1: ambition is, you know, really inspiring to him. And Kevin says that he notices that Gil still calls Amirla his wife. So he asked the guys as a group, you know, were they shocked when they found out that they broke up? Ryan says that they were pretty solid during the, during the season. So they were all kind of shocked when things didn't work out, especially knowing that they had moved in together. But throughout the process, they definitely had questions about whether this or that was going to be an issue for them, but they always seemed solid. Zach says that he was really rooting for them because he didn't think it was going to work. So when it did at decision day, you know, he was happy because he was rooting for them. Uh, Jose says that he was extremely shocked because he saw the chemistry building between Gil and Mirla and He thought it was something that was going to be for a lifetime. He says he was devastated for Gil when he found out. Johnny says that he was shocked as well. He didn't see any negatives in their relationship. Actually, he thought they were the golden couple behind Jose and Rachel. Gil says, you know, he's never had any insecurities about somebody being with him. But now that's top of the list. (laughs) Kevin says, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'm sure your DMs are blowing up right now. You'll Mm -hmm. bounce back. So Kevin then asks, zach about his laundry list of qualities he was looking for in a mate and if that's changed now zach says he still has the same mindset that he still wants the best he wants to be the best and he wants the best for his friends and family he says that his spouse doesn't have to you know have a b and c there can be a compromise he's learned that having a mindset mindset of always wanting better isn't necessarily the right mindset to have when you're looking for the one. So I guess he's changed his views a little bit. (laughs) Kevin asked Gil his thoughts on that. And he says that they all came into the experiment expecting something. They let the experts do their thing and hope for the best. When it came to Zach, he was expecting something that he envisioned. And unfortunately that's not what he got. And it wasn't something he could compromise on because then he wouldn't be true to himself. He asked the group, oh, Kevin then after that asked the group if they were surprised about Rachel and Jose breaking up. Zach says he wasn't surprised because he knew they were going through it and it was a tough situation to get over. He's actually more surprised that they got back together because of what they went through. Okay, what is he talking about?
0: Zach is talking in circles again. I don't
1: know. What were they going through? I guess the lockout?
0: lockout?
1: I think this was, I think that this was after decision day. Like, did something happen? that was tough for jose to forgive like did summer rachel do something Mm, perhaps i don't even know there are all kinds of wrong (laughs) yeah but uh he says well zach says he appreciates that jose is working hard to fix his marriage and make it work with rachel he says a lot of guys wouldn't have sacrificed or been as vulnerable as he's been then they ask sacrifice we don't know (laughs) Some credit score points. I don't know. (laughs) They ask uh, Ryan if they think it's going to be hard for Jose because of Rachel's friends and family. Ryan says he thinks when they broke up, friends and family were not the reason. But he does think that once she had that single title back again, there were people that liked her not being attached to Jose for their own enjoyment. (coughs) Mirla. So
0: I can't believe Ryan said that. Where does Ryan fit in on this picture, you know?
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe him and Gil are tight. We saw them at the game last week. Yeah, that's true. Maybe closer than we think. I don't know.
0: I can't see Brett saying, oh, I went out with Mirla. She said this, mm-hmm. this, and this about Gil. I can't see Brett doing that because I think she's over, Ryan.
1: Yeah. But yeah, maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe it is Gil. So basically, Rachel and Mirla are out here thoughtin' and bopping together for fun. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want him to get back with Jose.
0: Miss, I don't want to make friends. <laughs>
1: remember the bachelorette party (laughs) that's what she said kevin asked johnny if that's going to be a a big roadblock the whole mirla situation and he says you know he's good friends with her but he's you know friends with jose and johnny or jose and rachel (laughs) uh he says that he was there you know the whole time when they broke up when they got back together and he hopes actually he was a part of it because what he was doing was being a good wingman and you know, listening to Rachel, her vents, I guess. And then he would take that and go back to Jose and be like, yo, you need to do this, this, and this. So um, he, one example that he gives is that Rachel is really about experiences. Um, she's, you know, likes to be out and about, but Jose is a homebody. So, you know, Johnny tried to remind him it's not about, you know, necessarily what you're doing or how much it costs, whatever. She just wants to have experiences and spend time with you. Um, then that's when Kevin, of course, brings out, the real standout couple of the season, Johnny and Jose. They have their whole (laughs) bromance montage.
0: That was so funny. Putting it all together. Oh my God. It was a lot.
1: (laughs) Johnny is so thirsty.
0: Yeah. (laughs) If
1: I was a girl, I'd go for Jose. (laughs) It's like I was dating him. (laughs) You know, all the guys are like dying laughing (laughs) at the clips. Gil puts a little heart around them yeah you know they give each other dap, and they're like i love you man yeah i love you too bro um jose says that you know they just kind of started clicking in the beginning they were there to support each other johnny says that jose is the kind of guy that enters the room and says what's up to everybody because he's genuinely interested in getting to know everyone he's just a ball of light and people like him are just (laughs) drawn to that, like a moth he just wanted a part of jose's sunshine that was a lot (laughs) yeah (laughs) and they ask Jose if he feels a sense of protection over Johnny and he says yeah he feels like he was further along in his relationship with Rachel than Johnny was with Bao so why not try to help Johnny out and be a support mechanism for him and you know that kind of rounds out the brotherhood reunion meeting Uh, you know at the end Kevin kind of just wishes them well and that's the end of that yeah it's a show that's the show
0: we're so close to the end
1: yeah got yeah. one more reunion and then a where are they now
0: yeah I wonder what other surprises are gonna come up because the Marilyn Gill thing really really surprised me
1: what if they got back together
0: they're not getting back together they're not getting back them. together
1: Mm-mm.
0: <laughs> Mm-mm. she's done yeah she is done but mm, we'll see we shall see
1: just the confirmation of Zach and bow
0: uh-huh Zach and bow um i guess they'll brett's
1: new man does she say she's not dating
0: i think they'll hopefully they explore that a little more i forget that they're gonna go in with the experts one more time that should be Mm. really interesting but again Mm. i want to see what these experts have to say for themselves
1: because they dropped a ball
0: trash season
1: yeah yeah this is a new record low they've never had nobody make
0: it wow
1: at least to reunion
0: yeah Mm-mm. Oh, well. Uh, well, again, thank you so much for joining us for our recap of the reunion special, part one. Uh, you can join us again for part two next week. We are very excited to cover it. Uh, you can continue the conversation on Twitter. it usually live tweets on Wednesdays. You're welcome to join the conversation there. Our handle is at Chief McQueens On Instagram... We are at Cheese McQueen's podcast. Remember to subscribe and review and rate our podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts, because that's how people can find us. And we have a Facebook group that's not very active, but it could be one day, I guess.
1: <laughs> Way to hype it up.
0: I know. Maybe next season it'll get some traction. I don't
1: know. You've got two months to join before the next season. <laughs>
0: yeah next season starts in january already y'all so
1: wild gear up for that where are they at do you remember san diego I that sounds right is it boston or san diego i forget which one is next
0: yeah it's one of those we'll see Um uh, but yeah that's all i have igby you got anything else
1: uh no <laughs> <laughs> um ignore your family on wednesday night tell them to make their own mashed potatoes you're watching married at first sight
0: There you go. (laughs) Tis the season. Ignore your family to
1: watch Married at First Sight. (laughs) We'll have something to talk about at Thanksgiving dinner. That's not like (laughs) politics or something serious.
0: (laughs) It's killing me. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.
1: See ya. I'm gonna make you